do you make money in cockfighting? I think the internet. Um, and I Whoa. I went down somewhat of a rabbit hole. Um, oh, you did? <laughs> when I, and it started to feel a little dangerous. And like I so I backed out. I was like, I'm on my work computer. I thought the FBI was going to show up at my door. I was like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that basement smelled, though? Dude, I can't even imagine. It wasn't. So it wasn't a thousand chicken. So they said thousands. thousands. Yeah, plural thousands. What? <laughs> yeah. Where are you getting that type of real estate in this Utah housing market? That's yeah. what I want to know. You got a chi- basement big enough to fit thousands of chickens. Happy Friday, Utah hands. We're back. It's the Holy Hive Show, a weekly observation of current events here in Utah. I'm Jordan Delacruz here with Dan Lawler, both of us residents of the increasingly unmasked Salt Lake City. Yeah, I've noticed quite a bit of it. Yeah. How's your week been? Done anything fun? The week has been pretty good. Um, Went to the the movie theater and saw Army of the Dead. Um, Yeah, how was that? It was really long and I ate a lot of (laughs) snacks pretty quickly. Um, So I did feel a little bit sick for for the second act of the movie. Yeah. But... (laughs) But it was fun. I had a good time. You know, it's always nice to get back into a theater and have really loud explosions and, mm-hmm. and bullets and blood. You know, I'm into it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The uh, like that when you see this with a lot of things that are starting to open up, uh, open back up. But like uh, so we've gone to a couple movies since theaters have slowly started to open up. Mm-hmm. And but like so the theaters are kind of opening up, but it's not the full experience yet. Like the trailers are still watered down. Like yeah. there's not really any trailers like there used to be. And so there's always just a difference in every experience that we're going back to now. Um, but I'm, they, I'm glad. They, Sorry, go ahead. No, they played the, uh, I don't know if you saw it, a couple of weeks ago, Marvel released like a four minute long, like, let's all go oh, back yeah. to the movies yeah. thing. And it was like <laughs> legit, like two and a half minutes of old movie clips, yeah, like yeah. from their previous movies. And then after that two and a half minutes, they show like very short oh, clips yeah, of yeah. their new movies that are coming out. Um, and they showed that before the movie yesterday, and I was like, "Why are you showing this in movie theaters? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm here. I don't yeah. I don't understand yeah. why I'm having to watch a four minute trailer of things I've already seen just because to get yeah. me back into the movie theater. I don't know because that was the point of that that thing was like, hey, remember movie theater life? Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's not it's not all streaming anymore. <laughs> we can go back to this. Um, I'm actually uh, yeah, like I'm I'm happy that like a lot of the theaters are opening back up, but still, the the my 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 white whale for op- uh, for the experience that needs to, to open back up is the Broadway theater. Yeah, me too. I'm like dying to hear at least an announcement because like last week the, the trailer, the new trailer for The Green Knight came out mm-hmm. and that's the, the the movie that I'm like super pumped for this year, yeah. like more than anything. I just want to see The Green Knight. And, um, but I started to think after that trailer came out, like, where am I going to see this? What theaters are, are it's going to, is it going to play at? Because those A24 movies are usually... Uh, a little more limited. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't quite hit the wide schedule. Like most, like, you know, Marvel movies or yeah. things like that. Um, and of course I'm sure a couple theaters will pick it up. Like, I don't, I don't think it'll be hard to find it. Here. No, but no. usually when a 24 movies come out, I go to Broadway. Yeah. And that's my favorite movie to see those like little indie movies in. And uh, so I'm just, I'm waiting to hear an announcement about Broadway. I guess we still have till July 30th, which is when green Knight comes out. I'm hoping that that it'll be announced at some point. I haven't actively been pursuing information, um, yeah. But I did see a couple of a couple of weeks ago someone ask like when they're going to reopen. They're like, "We're constantly evaluating things," mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah. Seems like you could open. I think that they're probably their chief concern is a lack of really movies to see right now. 
It's a good point. And yeah. like, because it seems like there's definitely some movies that are slowly trickling back into theaters, but they're mm-hmm. kind of the bigger ticket. Um, I can only count on like a, f- a few a few movies that I could imagine would be yeah. playing there, and then also just overhead cost outshining, yeah. you know, how much business they'd be getting for would sure. Be a concern, but but they're one of the few places. It's not like the Megaplex had like a a hefty stream of income, you know, no. separate from yeah. their movies. Like it's all like film society has real contributors to mm-hmm. their, to their, to their sure. stuff. So, and their business strategy has to be completely different just from the nature of what they do compared to a place like the megaplex. Like oh. they don't get trolls world tour, no. you know, yeah. they don't get these big <laughs> animated kids movies, mm-hmm. you know, that they can make millions off of, um, from, you know, families and stuff like that. It's mostly, older people it's 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 like either younger people who are like in college or like really into like artsy fartsy stuff or it's kind of like the older intellectual types who are yeah. going to Salt Lake Film Society and even just like how they run their movies is a lot different like if there's a movie that's like selling well but is not that bit like I remember that there was like a documentary about mushrooms Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was running for like yeah. months there. I think but like people half were seeing the year. It. Yeah, yeah. It, it was there for for quite some time. Yeah, and so yeah, I'd have to imagine that they're like really uh, like uh, careful about how they program their theater. And yeah, coming back out of the pandemic, there's probably not a lot of, of stuff to program there. Fun guy is uh, resilient, isn't it? Like that <laughs> that movie. Like I know oh, for you're talking about mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Are, are resilient or yeah. that documentary is well that too <laughs> because what that movie came out and was showing at the tower. I know in like October of 2019, and then it moved to the Broadway, mm-hmm. which I don't know how that works. And then it, <laughs> and then it was still available when they launched SLFS at home. Yeah. So like it. It was. It lasted longer than movie theaters did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for them to come back. I, I keep seeing like on their Instagram, they'll like keep promoting their like drive drive-in mm-hmm. stuff. And every time that pops up on my timeline, I'm like, oh, is this it? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, it's another drive-in thing. And I'm like, god damn. I know. Um, also, this is another weird thing that I've just been ex- experience over, experiencing over the past couple of weeks, and I don't know if it's like a frequency bias thing or. Um, I, or or what what's going on? But I'm just noticing so many Texas and California license plates driving around town. I see like a, a lot ton. of California. Yeah. I don't see as much Texas. I don't think, uh, but Texas I've been seeing more than any. Really? Like, yeah, especially downtown here. Like a ton of Texas and California plates. That's interesting. Like and and maybe it was because I just like started noticing it like over and over again. And then once I realized I was noticing it, I just see them everywhere now. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by the, like the frequency bias. So it could be just in my head, but like. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm guessing that some of our listeners now are just not going to be able to stop seeing them. Yeah, it's and, like and when you buy a car you. and then you always see that car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that same color, mm-hmm. you're like, man, I thought I had like a unique yeah, car. Yeah, I, I was. I was an individual <laughs> before this. Yeah. <laughs> um. And but it's it's funny though. Along with that, I've seen this twice. So down downtown where I work, the the, the busy intersection is uh third south and West Temple. Mm-hmm. And at that intersection, twice in like the last month, I've seen a car with a California license plate getting honked at for not turning right on a red, <laughs> which is illegal in California. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you're not That's allowed funny. to turn right on on reds. I wonder if I broke some laws when I was driving in California last Possibly. year. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Las Vegas too. I'm pretty sure in Las Vegas. I think it's in just like 
these cities that have insane who traffic. Drives? Yeah, who drives in Las Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> I guess people that actually live there. You, you can't forget sometimes that people live in Las Vegas. That's very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see uh, with this gigantic influx of people from out of state what winter is going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I guess we started to have it a lot before last winter, but, um, I don't know. Last winter seemed kind of mild. Well, there wasn't as much driving I would imagine last winter as there will yeah. be this winter. Every, yeah. Everybody's going to want to, I don't know, go to yeah. festival of trees or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. We're going to the ice castles, get in the car. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with some, uh, some of the weirder shit that has been going down over the past couple of weeks. Um, we don't have to go too deep on this, but there was speculation last week about the uh, possibility of Utah getting a Major League Baseball team. Yeah. Uh, the speculation started when the Oakland Athletics announced the possibility of them relocating. Uh, this was followed up by a tweet uh, from West Jordan City officials offering them a tour <laughs> of West Jordan. Like, anytime, come on down. Uh, so now uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are speculating uh, that the team's announcement was just a negotiation tactic. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're trying to get a new stadium and there's some other stuff tied up in this deal that they're trying to hash out with their current investors. Uh, so a lot of people aren't really taking it seriously, but would a, would a major major league baseball team be good for Utah? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be good for Utah. I'm not sure it would be good for Utahns. Just, yeah. to, just given that typically these stadiums are built with at least partially ta- taxpayer money. Yeah. So like, even if this, you know, we get a major league baseball team, um, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean necessarily it's going to be great for Utahns. I mean, it'll probably mm-hmm. be it'll be cool for people who like baseball. I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I was going to say, uh, baseball is one of the sports that I can only watch live. Like yeah. I can't watch it on TV. So if there's any chance of me getting into major league baseball, this would be it. This would be it. It would have to be. You know, I like going to bees games though for that like kind yeah. of that that same reason where it's like. I'm not too invested in this, mm-hmm. but like while I'm there, I have something to root for and I have cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's a good time. You're outside. Beer, hot dogs it. and sunshine is, you know, yeah, typically a, a fine time. And I think I saw that this week they're opening up to full capacity too over the beast. Oh, stadium. nice. Yeah. Um, I also kind of made me think we do kind of need some kind of big attraction like this over in like the Western part. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that we have over there is like Usana. Yeah, they got like a Jordan, the Jordan Temple and the, the <laughs> yeah. district. Yeah, like it's a it, nightmare. Yeah, like you need something over there to like kind of, you know, beef up that side of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, bring bring some income over there. Um, so I thought that would be kind of cool if you know they built some kind of major league stadium over there. Um, uh, also, I thought about this: if the Mormon Church somehow got involved with owning the o- Oakland Athletics if they came here. Uh, maybe we could inspire some events for Moneyball Part 2. Oh, yeah. There you go. Aaron Sorkin. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> uh, Orem Police uncovered thousands of chickens in one man's home, apparently as part of an underground cockfighting operation. Utah County Sheriff Sergeant Spencer Cannon reported to KSL that they had found the chickens in the basement of the house with, with sharpened metal spurs attached to their feet. Jose Arturo Mesa Basan will be charged with forgery of government documents and animal cruelty. I liked how this was presented in the article because it said suspected cockfighting operation. <laughs> and then they were, but, but like the chickens were like outfitted, like Mad Max characters. If the spurs <laughs> it's like, fit. It's like, what, what else would they be using those chickens for? Yeah. Um, and after reading the story, I had to wonder uh, if someone's putting that effort, that much effort into like a cockfighting operation, it has to be for money, right? Yes. Like, no, I feel like no one is like, this is my passion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you make money in cockfighting? I think the internet, um, 
And I Whoa. I went down somewhat of a rabbit hole. Um, oh, you did? <laughs> when I, and it started to feel a little dangerous. And like I so I backed out. I was like, I'm on my work computer. I should not be looking up vir- <laughs> like how to buy into virtual cockfights. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's all kind of like patched through through some like Vietnamese server or something and you can just live bet and some of like if you, and a lot of them like you you get them if if he is growing chickens that's the that's where this there's some distinction here for mm-hmm. growing chickens if he is like raising the chickens to sell um you can sell those for like 8000 a pop and in the best oh, in the best really? circumstances um and those typically tend to be of uh, Turkish or Indian origin, just in case you want to know where your best fighting chickens come from. Yeah, and you really did go down a yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that's how you make the money is, like, through these wow. websites. Where, where I mean, no, it's just like horse betting, you know. It's probably yeah. – you could do small stakes stuff and just kind of, like – you know, fan duel it up, but with, uh, <laughs> but with cockfights. That's what I thought. Like, I was like, it has to be gambling. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be a gambling thing. But I didn't even consider the idea. Like, I literally was picturing, you know, a, a ring in someone's backyard in Utah County mm-hmm. and people throwing dollars <laughs> at each other, you know? Like, it no, looks like a film it, I guess. Hunter. I guess you just, like, film it and set up a whole yeah, virtual no. thing. Now that makes, like, a lot more sense. Yeah, you set up the ring. There's not a lot of noise. I mean, yeah. just the, you know, the, the fight just itself. Chickens. Yeah, just the chickens. Um, and, uh, yeah, set up a webcam, and yeah. then people just tap in with their, their bets and stuff. That's it. So there's, there's like, a whole black market cockfighting industry yeah. that's alive and well. I thought um, the FBI was going to show up at my door. I was like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that basement smelled, though? Dude, I can't even imagine. It wasn't. So it wasn't a thousand chicken. So they said thousands. thousands. Yeah, plural thousands. What? <laughs> yeah. Where are you getting that type of real estate in this Utah housing market? That's yeah. what I want to know. You got a chi- basement big enough to fit thousands of chickens. Um, I did. I did look into the laws a little bit. So cockfighting is illegal in all fifty states and Washington D.C. Um, a felony in forty states. Uh, possession of birds for fighting is prohibited in thirty-nine states. Uh, being a spectator at a cockfight is prohibited in 43 states. So if you're even there, which is yeah. where the webcam comes into into play, you know, yeah. you got a VPN, your yeah. hands are clean. Um, and then the possession of uh, cockfighting implements is prohibited in 15 states. So pretty much everywhere. Yeah. It's uh, interesting that yeah. you, that cockfighting and being at cockfights are like illegal in pretty much every state, but only 39 states, it's illegal to have it. It's like, yeah. That's like, why, 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 why can you have it? Yeah, it's just the interesting way that laws form. Yeah, it's like, okay, can we ban cockfighting? Yes. What about you, you having can have the cock, but you can't about, fight it? What about too. the fighting birds? It's like, uh, you know, government shouldn't overstep its boundaries. We gotta, we gotta draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So, in other news, glorified Facebook group uh, Pro Life Utah debuted their newest neighborhood bummer, which takes the form of a giant peak van they call a mobile clinic. The point of this vehicle is to take the concept that everyone loves of something like a food truck and applying it to the harassment of at-risk women. Pro-Life Utah will park their mobile clinic in front of Salt Lake's Planned Parenthood location in an effort to dissuade women from seeking abortion services. Women can talk to the clinic about alternative solutions and receive a free ultrasound or pregnancy test. In a truly baffling quote, uh, (laughs) Pro-Life Utah's president, Mary Taylor, said, Women don't choose abortion like they choose an ice cream flavor, right? When a woman chooses abortion, it's generally because she feels she's being backed into a corner like she doesn't have any other choices. So we want to, first of all, offer her information so she know, she'll, so she fully knows what she's doing. But on top of that, we want to offer her resources and assistance and help her to overcome whatever obstacle 
that might be leading her into the abortion clinic. Um, if a woman's seeking an abortion, I would guess she's well aware of uh, yeah. the obstacle that's leading her to the abortion that's clinic. That's the first note I have written down, too. Yeah. Like, why you got pregnancy tests? They so, know that yeah. they're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know what their, their, their whole market strategy with this thing is yeah. like i know what they think they're gonna do like th- this is this is a this is like hero fantasy fulfillment right yeah like i'm an, we're gonna be a hero do you know how many lives that we're gonna save parking mm-hmm. in front of planned parenthood but like i don't know i mean first of all if a, a woman is on that path and she's walking into a planned parenthood like i think she's already passed the pregnancy test thing yeah right like she I mean, she might be going to Planned Parenthood to figure that stuff out. Like, maybe she's there for an ultrasound, you know? Um, but it just seems like they, they don't have their their strategy mm-hmm. down. Like, they're just like, hey, we're, we're you know, we're going we're gonna to save some people. Yeah. And this is how we're going to do it. But um, it just seems like harassment to me. Yeah. And I imagine the ultrasound is, like, used to show, you know, it's like yeah. that classic, oh, yeah. here's your baby's heartbeat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, very much like trying to emotionally manipulate a person mm-hmm. but i and i could be way off here i should have done this research prior to but i think that utah is one of those states where you have to have an ultrasound anyway like yeah. so like again i don't really know what the tactic is yeah. i did come up with some uh abortion ice cream flavors though <laughs> not to get too inappropriate oh, God, but, let's go okay <laughs> uh ovarian evacuation nice um <laughs> and half baked. It's just like oh no, all, all, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's just already a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah, <laughs> I ran these it. by Annie, and she said it was okay to make jokes like this. So don't come at me. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're definitely not going <laughs> to dig into the abortion issue. We're just here to make fun of what we think to be a pretty pointless effort here. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't come up with abortion ice cream flavors. <laughs> that was a lot more creative than what That's I did. Fair. I was just trying to think of what kind of grassroots community action we could take against something <laughs> like this. Um, and I was like, hey, how about we just get actual food trucks out in front of Planned Parenthood? There you go. Box them out. Yeah, feed you know? people. Because, I mean, if in the article, uh, Planned Parenthood, they, they responded and they were like, yeah, they, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Like we're not, they're as long as they're not like, like, like verbally or physically harassing people then that's fine. And they're like, we're aware of that because these, these groups have done that in the past. And mm-hmm. so we're going to watch for that, but like they have the right to do whatever they yeah. can. Yeah. And so, um, so if they have the right to like park out there and, you know, do their thing, it's like, let's get some food trucks. We could, we could park out there. <laughs> let's put them. Yeah. Let's all just, let's, <laughs> let's just park a blockade in front of Planned Parenthood and then it can kind of like push them across the street and it just, you know, brings their efforts down that much more. We'll do ultra ultra sounds. <laughs> What's an ultra ultra sound? I don't know. I was gonna say free food for women seeking abortions, which I know, <laughs> I know that's not you know what is on their mind when they're going down that path. Yeah. But I I would say you know someone coming out of an abortion clinic, it's better to say, hey, what can we get you, rather than you know, hey, what have you done? Yeah. So, true. Uh, I still think I don't think it's the best solution, but I still think it's a it's a net positive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what they actually think is going to happen here. I think this is just a lot of, uh, noise. They're just trying to make noise. And, uh, I can't imagine they're going to be able to staff people to sit in front of Planned Parenthood every day forever. You'd think, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Where, like, where did these people get the money anyway? I think it's like kind of like a nonprofit profit group that is, you know, Mm -hmm. getting those, those checks, those, those, those dark money checks. Yeah. 
Um, okay, moving on to a conversation that I think is uh, super relevant right now, and that's the housing market here in Utah. Uh, if we have any listeners looking to get into the Utah housing market, I would dare to guess you've experienced at least one panic attack while doing research. <laughs> and uh, you would not be alone, alone in that reaction. So KSL reports a recent nationwide survey by the Harris Poll asking about uh, the home buying experience of more than 2,000 adults shows a lot of trepidation in the Wasatch Front, like much of the nation, uh, is seeing a rapid rise in home prices. Almost half of the respondents, 49%, said they are intimidated by the process of buying or selling a house, while 44% said they had little idea how to start the process. The anxiety was due primarily to a lack of knowledge, which is particularly prevalent among adults between 18 to 44 years of age. Hey, that's like our age group. Yeah. That's who like, we're going after, right on. The anxious crowd, uh, <laughs> where 60% reported feeling intimidated and 56% being unsure of where to begin. You know, six-figure deals with banks, like, of course, you should be anxious about stuff yeah, like that, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, now, this week, another report came. So that, that report came out last week. This week, another uh, report from the Salt Lake Tribune came out that says that it might now not even be the fault of the market, but uh, Utah's stagnant wages... Uh, Tony Simrad writes uh, for the Salt Lake Tribune this week, uh, when in- adjusted for inflation, median median incomes in Utah have stayed all but flat since 2000, even as its economy has thrived and expanded. At the same time, home prices and prevailing rents climbed steadily skyward. Those combined trends have created what he called a growing wedge that is forcing residents to spend ever larger shares of their pay on housing costs. And that widening chasm between the cost, avail- cost of available housing and what folks can actually pay is the underlying driver behind Utah's current housing predicament, uh, not an actual lack of homes and apartments. So data suggests that uh, the shrinking income crunch uh, transcends lines between urban and rural Utah, with large shares of Utah Utahns shelling out 50% or more of their income on housing costs, defining them as severely cost burden. So, Dan, have yeah. you been thinking? Have you have you at all thought about buying a house like in? Like the last year. I've thought about buying a house for like the past four years and yeah. it just keeps getting more and more unrealistic. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like if I was in the situation I'm in now in 2018, I think I could have bought a house just now yeah. that I've kind of doubled my income. Exactly. I live with a person. Mm-hmm. And so like that, that seems, what was the word? Someone told me I was uh, two income, no kids or something. There was like an actual uh, word yeah, for it. What's it called? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Dinks. Dinks. That's <laughs> double, right. Double income, no kids. Yeah. Dinks. I thought they were hitting me with a slur of some sort, honestly. Know, it sounds derogatory, that. but yeah. you should wear that with pride. Yeah, I'm a dink. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, like now, no way. Like I don't, I don't see, I don't see mm-hmm. any way really, especially yeah. if you're specific about where you want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like all throughout the state, it's bad. But yeah. if you want to live in like Salt Lake County, especially Salt Lake City, like <sighs> good fucking luck, man. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like when you when you talk to I, you know, quote unquote financial experts, mm-hmm. they'll say, you know, save, save, save. You should have 20% of your down payment uh, or, or of the, of the, uh, the, the cost for a down payment. And so like, if you're buying, you know, a $500,000 house, that's like a hundred thousand dollars of down yeah. payment that you're going to have to throw. It's like, so by the time you save that up, you know, you have a salary and may, let's say you get a steady like 10% raise at work every year for five years. By the time you get to that hundred thousand dollars saved up, the house that you had your eyes on probably now is upwards of seven hundred thousand exactly. dollars. So it's like, you know the the you know the the carrot 
mm-hmm. that it keeps moving. <laughs> and I do think that there there are op- there are options in terms of like first time homebuyer programs where you yeah. don't have to do quite so much on the down yeah, payment yeah. Uh, because a lot of times like that capital is acquired through selling your property that you bought. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how you get that twenty percent down. Um, but but even those a lot of times have have restrictions on the income that you are allowed mm-hmm. to have. So it's like if you're in this middle ground where you make too much money to qualify for these things, but not yeah. nearly enough money to qualify without these things, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just ridiculous. And, and uh, downtown renters will know that frustration when they've seen these nicer apartment complexes with like the income caps. Yeah. And they're at this weird spot where you're like, wait, the income cap is here. How is anyone supposed to like live off that? Yeah. That's like such a low income. Um, and then, yeah. and then with those places, like even when they are, cause they're cheaper and mm-hmm. that's why like they're more affordable housing. But if your income cap is that low, it's not really affordable housing. No, <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, exactly. you're still spending such a, a large amount of your wages on, on living that, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and I don't even have a big problem with spending a decent amount of my wages on living. Like that kind no, of, yeah. it, it makes sense to me to do that. For sure. Um, it's not, it's it's nothing that like I know that my parents bought like the house I grew up in for like one hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. Like the house is huge. You yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. Roy house, like the house yeah. was giant, and yeah. so it just makes no sense to me. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. I know, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> the, like uh, the someone that I work with was talking about it. He he lives in Cottonwood Heights, and uh, he bought his house. I think is it the late seventies or early eighties or something like that for like. 95,000, yeah. 80,000, 80, 95,000 or something like that. Um, it was, de- it was five figures. And, um, he was talking about, there's this house across the street from him that was owned by this guy and he became kind of abandoned and dilapidated. And then just recently someone bought it and renovated it and then put it up for sale and it sold for over a million. Yeah. And like, that's just insane. Like how, how much that's increased. That's the stuff that really bugs me is like all of these people kind of buying buying not even i mean buying houses to flip them is one thing mm-hmm. that's been a practice and it you know i'm sure that buying a secondary home for passive income has been a practice as well but yeah. like that seems like the biggest problem right now is like and it could be more like i'm just reading the reporting that is giving me that information yeah. than reality but it seems as if there's so many people just buying up property to use as passive income yeah like they just buy the property and then rent it and it's like yeah this is terrible. <laughs> and rent them at like insane prices. Yeah. Like the, the, the prices that I've seen, like a lot of basements going for mm-hmm. is like insane. I'm like, you got like a six inch yeah. window. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. It's like every single, like there's no sunlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just this dark place. The it's got like an easy bake oven for cooking. Yeah. Um, 1600 a month. Let's go. Yeah. 1600. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're like, but it's in mill Creek. So yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing. Like, the thing that you're saying about like the first time buyer uh, programs that they have and stuff like that. It's like, there's, there's this kind of, if you, if you study um, like, like financial responsibility, if you study the, these, these, um, these people that talk, talk about the irresponsible way to buy a home, like things aren't set up like that. Like you're to, you have to enter into like one of these programs or you do have to take on this insane amount of debt. Mm Mm-hmm just to do it. So like the state, I mean, I guess I don't know how much of it is like the state's responsibility, but it doesn't seem like there's any protection for like Utahns who live here who can't quite catch up with that. And like 
that article from this week said it, it, it has a lot to do with like Utah's stagnant salaries. So, um, yeah, I, I think we ta- talked about this before on the podcast, but there, it does, there's, there's two things. One, there, there needs to be something that like protects people who like live here and have have like years of, you know, roots dug mm-hmm. into this, this place. I really do think there is something to say, like a lot of people that grew up here don't want to be forced out. Yeah. You know, just because they weren't able to make money fast enough to buy a house. Um, and so I don't know what that takes the form of. Obviously I think that anyone should be able to move wherever they want, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know if it's like a, a certain kind of fee or like tax for, you know, bringing your footprint into the state. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the, uh, um, that, that gap between the market and wages. Mm-hmm. And I think the like easiest probably solution for that is, um, there's a lot of places that already do this. They tie uh, the minimum wage, the state minimum wage, to the market's consumer price index. So, however expensive it is to like live here, the the the, the minimum wage fluctuates. Like I know Washington does that, um, and that seems like the the most obvious thing to do. Like if things yeah. are getting more expensive, why not pay people more? Yeah, you know? but I th- I mean like I didn't I didn't read that article, admittedly, mm-hmm. um, but like I would have to make a lot a lot more like it like i'm certain that wages have a lot to do with it but whatever weird thing is going on with the like because houses are not on the market for longer than like a week these days there was a house just like behind my little apartment building i looked at the listing and it was like way 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 expensive Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that nice and it's done like it's sold yeah and it was on the market for probably six days like it's just it's pretty ridiculous yeah and that's and that was the other thing i was going to say about the air like the irresponsible buying is like when the market gets so cutthroat like Mm -hmm. it is right now people are forced to like i've heard so many stories of people uh getting their deal in their house because they uh they decided to throw out the inspection. Like you're supposed to, like they tell you to get the house inspected before you buy it. And like people will say like, oh, this person wants a house inspection. This person doesn't. So I'm going to give it to the person that doesn't so we can just sign this over. So like people are being forced into more irresponsible investments because of this market. Um, But uh, having said that, if you are someone who wants to buy a house and are just not in the position to do that and you don't want to take on that like insane burden, there's still, I think, benefits to not buying a house, mm-hmm. to just renting. Now, like people, you know, especially people that are aligned with real estate, will tell you like what a great investment you know land is. And I mean, having having said said that, like we were complaining about the way that the market is and how expensive it's getting, but you buy a house right now, the value is just going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can do it, it is a good investment. Um, but also, some other benefits of renting, you can save more aggressively. So. Just keep a lot of your own money, giving you uh, freedom of location and occupation, which I think is like an extremely valuable thing to have. Yeah. Where you're not completely tied to something. If you wanted to, uh, you know, move to a different city, try a different job or, you know, change things up. There's a lot of things that can just anchor you. So you're not able to do that. And a house is probably the biggest thing. Um, So I, I think that's a really good benefit. And also... Uh, the benefit of not buying in this current market, like we said, is you're not going to make a bad investment on accident because yeah. you're kind of being pressured into buying something. Like you don't want to buy something that has a horrible foundation and you find out six <laughs> months in because... Your house just sinks. Yeah, exactly. 
I, you know, that house that we lived in in Sugar House, I thought sometimes, like, oh, I was absolutely. like, man, if if there was a sinkhole in this neighborhood, it's probably right here. Yeah. <laughs> the ground was so, like, I remember our basement flooded. Yeah. And there were just patches of the basement that were, like, above the water. And it's like, this is weird. Yeah. And, I mean, the great thing about, I mean, that sucked. Like, we had to deal with that. But the great thing about it was, is, like, we just had to call up the landlord and they paid to fix it. True. And that, is, that is probably like, I think the biggest benefit mm-hmm. and full disclosure, I was without hot water for like four days because our property group was like, just so stupid. And yeah. like, so like that is one of the bad things is even if sometimes it's cool that you don't have to pay for these repairs, like you're yeah. still beholden to somebody else in terms of like certain situations of like trying to get something fixed. Yeah. But the, the idea that like, if I had like a, broken garbage disposal or something. Mm-hmm. And then I just call a person, they come and fix it. Nothing on me mm-hmm. as opposed to that happens and I own the house. It's like, I have to pay for everything with that. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah. And like a lot of people say, Oh, well, if you know, I pay 1300 for rent right now, if I got this house and you know, I got this type of mortgage, I would only be paying like 1100. So I'd be saving $200 on what effectively is rent, but it's now going into my house you're not taking into account like yeah all the repairs and uh there's like property taxes yeah and the stuff. property taxes uh if you live in an hoa neighborhood which i hear is a nightmare yeah you have to pay hoa fees um you still have to pay utilities too but you have to pay all of them now yeah and you're responsible for everything um and you know if you're a renter then a catastrophe is only a minor inconvenience yeah. i wouldn't say minor inconvenience like if my apartment burned down and, uh, you know, I had like insurance on it and I was, that would still be pretty yeah. devastating and a pain in the ass, but not in the same way as if like I owned that property. Oh, you know? for sure. Um, so I still think there are benefits to renting. I definitely think that it's like way better to, um, hold on to your money and, you know, find a different solution rather than making a horrible investment, um, well, yeah. in a, in a bad house. And I'll, again, like a lot of this is I, I that we we talked about how it's tied to like the, the um the trouble that a lot of Utahns are having is tied to the wages, but there is like an inventory shortage, mm-hmm. and part of that is like because the world is trying to get back up on its feet right now. Yeah, and it's like when they say there's a lumber shortage, so they're not, they're not building as many houses. It's not because we're running out of lumber; it's because lumber companies shut down because yeah, of the pandemic. Exactly. And they're trying to get back up. Um, there was a beef shortage during like the beginning of the pandemic. I was real nervous. <laughs> Every time I go to hires, they're like, consider our our vegetarian burger. Oh, like, really? No way. I didn't see I'm that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. There's it's a chicken wing one right now, I think. Like, I think there's a, a, like a fried chicken shortage going on. Right. I mean, <laughs> is it just chicken? I guess it's just chicken. <laughs> or, is like, or is there a shortage of chicken batter? <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a shortage of 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the gas shortage, I mean, it wasn't even like, it's not even like a real gas shortage. It's just like problems with the operation yeah um and so yeah it everyone everyone sees these things as like world ending i mean that was the whole meme over the last two weeks was just people filling plastic bags with uh <laughs> gasoline yep um yeah and it is a little bit expensive like what, is it, what last time i bought gas i think it was like three dollars and twenty oh gas yeah, yeah i've been i've been i thought you were talking about rent yeah because i did have written down here i mean it's been 10 years so it's like been a while mm-hmm. but I, when I lived downtown, 
like right across the street from the U, basically, mm-hmm. in with Moses. We paid oh, yeah. $650 for our two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. It was small, and it was shitty, but it yeah. was $650. Yeah. Like, man, that's those nice. were the days. Yeah, <laughs> right? And it's crazy how sharply that's just gone up in the past, mm-hmm. like, 10 years. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it'll go back down. Hopefully, like, something obviously needs to be done about the, the wage gap. Um, but... Yeah, maybe maybe save onto your money, save your money, and 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 consider the benefits of renting. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm like I'm totally out of it. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a bad investment. And uh, I it's mean, tough. But I, but, I, uh, but honestly, I want to stay here. I want to stay in, yeah. in Salt Lake. Yeah, we're basically left to like hope that some terrible event happens to our country. Honestly, like, <laughs> like how else are we going to afford? Like, it's not like prices are going to come swiftly down unless no. there's a crash yeah. of some sort and you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think in Utah, at least the market has ever gone down since like 2000. Like That's I think crazy. it's, I think it's plateaued, but it's never gone down. Like it's never hit negative. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. Bring down the housing market. How do we do that? How do we bring down the market? I don't know. Just start haunting. Making every house haunted. Can we make, let's, <laughs> we start let's, a, let's introduce some ghosts you know, to this with, place. With the way, like, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that if you have juicy enough in, in misinformation, <laughs> you can get people to believe it. True. So we can talk about how haunted, you know, we could we could frame them as like giant Mormon hauntings, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just do housing mandates. Like you have to have a house, and people are like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, we'll st- yeah. start like a fake agency that yeah. does like. Uh, <laughs> We're like, we have to run tests on different houses <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, we'll scare people out of their houses. Um, speaking of, uh, of, of uh, Mormons, <laughs> 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 did you see the, the story that came out about the GameStop thing? I, I don't have this in the prep, but I saw this today. Yeah. The, 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 the church invested in GameStop and yeah. saw a 907% return. Yep. Isn't that gambling? That's gambling, right? Yeah, yeah. That's gambling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know where the rules do and don't apply. I mean it's like government mandated gambling, but yeah, it's it's weird. It is um, very strange. It's it's fishy and it's it's not uh, a good look, I don't think. Yeah. If you're LDS and you're like, ah man, I, I might not be able to afford tithing this month, don't worry about it. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> They're worry gonna be about fine. it whatsoever. <laughs> um all right, so uh, the other thing this week, uh, Fun stuff. Salt Lake City Twilight lineup was announced. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was good. I was really excited about it, I honestly. I called one of them when we were talking and we were speculating. What What did you say? Thundercat. Oh, Thundercat very nice. was on my one of my choices Hell yeah. for someone to come. And that, was to- that wasn't totally based like on any research. I was like just listening to a lot of Thundercat that yeah. week. Yeah, there you like, go. Slap it cool. Yes. So uh, August 19th, big boy. Always great. Always great. Stirfricker. You get to wear your... Uh, mm-hmm. You get to wear your uh, Outback Steakhouse shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Someone commented, on, or it was at the climbing gym. Someone's like, that's a really cool shirt. And then they did a double take, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, Big Boy, August 19th with uh, Starfucker and Laser Fang. Great names all around. Yeah, great names all around, especially Laser Fang. I was like, that'd yeah. be a cool name for a cat. Uh, August 26th, Thundercat, Remy Wolf, and Giraffala. I think Giraffula, like, Gira- giraffe, Giraffula, like Dracula. Giraffula. Love um, it. Another great lineup of names. September 2nd, Neon Trees, Peach Tree Rascals. That's a good name. I like mm-hmm. that one. And uh, the Rubies. Uh, September 18th, St. Vincent with a uh, to-be-announced opener. 
And September 24th, Lake Street Dive with an, another to be announced opener and Pixie and the Party Grass Boys. Let's go. Yeah, that's a great lineup. Yeah, those are good. I was also wondering, I was like, Neon Trees, man, I haven't like heard about them in years. Like, yeah. I don't even know what they've been up to. Do they make music still? I don't like, know. When's the last yeah. time they put something? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I haven't heard a song from them in in ages. Yeah. Are we already getting to the point where Neon Trees is doing, like, the 10-year anniversary album tour? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> it started with the... <laughs> yeah. I love um, it. Yeah, but I, you know, I was actually really impressed by this lineup. Uh, Big Boy, Thundercat, St. Vincent. I mean, Neon Trees, whatever. And like, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I like, like Neon Trees, you know, take it or leave it. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. With, like, I probably... Won't go to that one. Uh, yeah. But I think I'm there for every other one of them. Yeah, me too. So so good stuff uh, at Assault Lake Twilight. Um, still waiting on the Red Butte announcement. Yeah, that's got to be in the next few weeks. Yeah, probably next, next couple weeks. Next, next three weeks is what I would say. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did you get anything, any any tickets to like the Ogden Twilight ones? No. I guess I we s- should say that Spoon got announced at Ogden Twilight yeah. since we last were on. Spoon, Spoon, good band. Yeah, I would go see I Spoon. I have more Spoon on my iPod than almost any other band. Because really? there was just like, yeah, it's Rage Against the Machine is number one. And then I have every, like basically every single Spoon song up to 2013. Mm-hmm. Just because I needed music to play at the frozen yogurt shop, and I just liked Spoon at the yeah. time, <laughs> and so I just downloaded all of their albums. Yeah, and they have a lot of albums, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they've been on it for a while, and uh, and went for it. Spoon would be fun. Yeah, but and you and you went to a, did you go to a concert this last couple these last couple weeks? Oh, I went to uh, I went on the Bowie bike cruise. The oh yeah, the was SNS. that a Kilby? No, it was just a, well, one of them was at Kilby. Okay, um, so it started at uh, Metro. And mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Gibson played that one. Nice. And then we rode our bikes to Kilby Court from Metro. Um, cool. That was, I don't remember all of the artists' names, so I shouldn't have said Sarah Gibson because that, <laughs> that's the expectation that I would give them all. But yeah, so it started at uh, Metro, rode, to the, rode the bike to Kilby, rode the bike to Bewilder Brewing, mm. uh, rode the bike to the Gateway, like right by the fountains. They had a nice little stage set up. And then it ended at the Complex. And the rest is was history, as they say, with a lot of drunk people. A lot like <laughs> yeah, fall. like we saw a couple gnarly falls. Oh, um, one some... of them we saw actually because we went to dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. We went over to Poplar to have some dinner, uh, and three people that were in our bike group were just still riding bikes around Salt Lake, and it the just happened like right in front of us. It was, just ate it. It was pretty bad. Yeah, blood and stuff. But Ooh. hey, don't drink and bike. Yeah, people are hammered. <laughs> There was wow. a dude that was just like crushing a beer every single stop. Nice. Like <laughs> just going for it. The world is opening and nature is healing you once again. That's right. I never even heard of Be- Bewildered Brewing. As soon as you said that, I just started looking it up. I've heard of it a few times. Um, they have good sausages I, I is is apparent to me. That's like their reputation? Yeah, they got great sausage. Kind of yeah. like Beer Bar has like those. Okay, like brats and yeah. stuff. Huh. Oh, yeah. But pretzels, pub pretzels. Love their love the, the art on their building a lot. It's a nice building. Huh. But yeah, I've really never cool. had beer from there. So I should have gone in and got one while we were there. But the performances varied in terms of how long they lasted. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I wanted to really go get a drink, open and close a tab, and all of this stuff. But yeah, yeah that was a good time. Right on. All right. Well, uh, I should say before we go, uh, apologies to our YouTube subscribers. We're uh, doing a little experimenting here with our podcast and some other things in the works that we're going to talk about more in depth next week. Uh, but uh, we are audio only. And if you're listening to this, then you already know that. Yes. Um, 
So uh, we'll be back on YouTube here, probably not next week, but the week after. Uh, so just bear with us and uh, make sure you subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this stuff. Um, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later.